Mornings on CBS Sports Radio. Yeah. 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 Happy being alive day, everybody. It's also a Trash Tuesday. So take out the trash. What's bugging you? At 855-212-4CBS or on Twitter, DA on CBS. Coming up in 20 minutes, we are stunned to news. In 40 minutes, the Chiefs have won two Super Bowls and gone to a third in the last five years. But is there metaphorically a reason to believe the run is over? We'll tell you why coming up. Also... As you know, by now, more than likely, Mraz is leaving the show at the end of next week. He is moving over to the local side of things. And so we are in the process of looking for his replacement. And so I just wanted to, out of a sign of respect, say that the D-Aliens have been a huge part of the success around here on the da And I wanted to extend the invitation to see if, who knows, maybe we find a diamond in the rough. Maybe you don't need a producer's background, a radio background, a journalism background, to somehow slide into that role. Goodness knows, Mraz was best known as a sandwich artist more than a radio guy when I hired him to be the full-time producer here of the DA show in January 2013. And so we are going to continue opening up the phones for you guys, the listeners, to make your, your sales pitch to us. Short on-air radio convos. I'll ask you a series of questions, see where you land, and if we stumble upon perhaps something that excites us, we'll jot you down and put you in the hopper. And so I've been coordinating and going back and forth with a few listeners of ours. Last night, or yesterday morning, rather, we had Jeff in Pittsburgh, quote, do the preliminary interview for the job, and his selling point was, I'm also a slob. Now, I just want you to know, you don't have to be a slob to get this job. You can be your own person. So I'm interested to see what the other sales pitches will be. I believe coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll have another pair of listeners lined up to do their on-air interview. And also, Jeff pitched the fact that he... uh... He can pick up the phone in two rings. That's right, two to three rings. He said, no, he's going to outwork him on the phones. Two to three rings. So that's impressive, although I will tell you that where Pat Boyle sits right now and where Mraz has sat for the last decade, you are in a desk, at a desk, in a chair with a phone right in front of you. So if you can't get to the phone in two to three rings, you're really doing something wrong. (laughs) You're either in the cafeteria, you're eating, or you're having a stroke and you need the emergency Pop-Tart. Maybe you've fried the motherboard because you've, you've done bacon in there on an electric griddle. Perhaps you've fallen and you couldn't get up because you've broken the handles off the chair, something like that. It should be relatively standard procedure to be able to reach for the phone in front of you to get it in two to three rings. Perhaps you've soiled your pants. Could be a possibility. The, the possibilities are endless. That is true. Last night was the home run derby at T-Mobile, which was the old Safeco, which is the beautiful ballpark in Seattle, home of the Mariners. And the win goes to Vladdy Jr., Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Vlad Guerrero's son, of course. Power hitter for the Toronto Blue Jays. Goes yard time and time and time and time again. 26 home runs to the first round. Then defeats 
Julio Rodriguez of the second round and in the final defeats Randy Arozarena. Hey! To win the home run derby. Let's hear from Julio Rodriguez, the hometown kid who had a great showing last night. That was the opportunity, basically the first opportunity that I had. I was I wanted to live in the moment and kind of be able to give a show to the Mariners fans and just kind of give my all. And for that second round, I was just but yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I feel like your, your mind is there, but your body is not. That's the best way to explain it. <laughs> Julio Rodriguez hit 41 home runs of the first round to defeat Peter Alonso, and that was the most home runs ever in one round. And so let's break this thing down. From a grand scheme things standpoint, I still like the home run derby. I still think there's juice there. I know that... The silly exhibitions around the exhibitions, the skills competitions have taken a beating over the years, whether it's the dunk contest, the NHL skills competition, the dorky stuff that they do at the NFL Pro Bowl, and now the home run derby. But I still think the derby has something there, and I certainly think that baseball is in a really good spot with its talent. I'm not sure baseball's still great at marketing the talent, but I know they've got insane talent. And you saw a lot of it on display last night. And when Pete Alonso and Julio Rodriguez and Vlad Jr. and Mookie Betts and Adley Rutschman all want to do this, it suggests it's still an important thing to have for baseball. Because look at no stars will do the slam dunk contest. None. Nobody wants to do it. So to have a home run derby where the best home run hitters, Shohei did it right a couple of years ago, the fact that the best home run hitters, the biggest names of the game, the superstars like Mookie Betts want to do this means it's significant. And if you're trying to create stars and your baseball looking for platforms to put maybe under the radar guys that most of the nation doesn't know about or just about to burst under the scene or on teams that don't traditionally make the postseason, this is a great way to do it. So I really, I like the platform. I think that it's become a little too zany for me. First of all, ESPN's production of it, I think is overwhelming. The split screen, so I've got to focus on the hitter and where the ball is landing. So it's dividing my attention I've got the ticker on the top. I've got the length and the trajectories and the exit velos and all this stuff, and it's it's just a lot. Plus, on top of it, you have that swarming bumblebee hive worth of kids chasing the balls of the outfield, and there's just tons of things happening on the field as well. Feels like a carnival. That There's just a lot, and maybe in my mid-40s, it's a little too much for my age group, but it just felt frenetic. I know for guys my age, it felt like a lot. Because once upon a time, it was, there's no timer, it's 10 outs, and you have just the one screen. And so, guy throws to the hitter, hitter hits a home run, you track the ball in the next camera angle, there's no angles or trajectories or exit velos or clock winding down. There's no, everyone's at their leisure. They hit a nice home run. You ooh, you ah, you gasp, and then you focus back on the hitter. This one was like bing, bang, boom, bing, bing. Like I said, it was home run candy crush last night. So it's a lot. 
Kids might like it. It's kind of video gamified, so I'm guessing that kids like that aspect of it. For me, I was like, oh, a little overload here. The other thing I didn't like and I still don't like is the fact that we have brackets where you can hit the second most home runs of the first round and be eliminated. I don't like this aspect of it. I just think it should be the eight guys go, and whoever has the four highest totals of home runs move on. And if there's a tie for four and five, it's whoever hit the longest home run between the two. That feels to be a pretty easy solve here because last night, take Adley Rutschman. Now, he's a superstar in the making for the Baltimore Orioles. He's the cornerstone of a franchise that has now kind of lifted itself out of the the, the dregs. Adley Rutschman hits 27 home runs of the first round and is eliminated because Lewis Robert hits 28. So Rutschman goes home. But Rutschman with 27 home runs would have beaten Vlad Guerrero Jr. in the first round, who had 26 had he been paired up against him. So the champion who won the home run derby last night hit fewer home runs than Adley Rutschman in the first round. Adley was done for the night. Guerrero won the whole thing. It's kind of like a 7-9 and nine team making the playoffs because they won a bad division. Like, it should just be the four highest totals moving on. Last night, it happened to Pete Alonso as well. Julio Rodriguez destroyed him. 41 home runs to 21 in the first round. But Pete Alonso's 21 would have beaten Garcia and Mookie Betts. So had he been paired up with the other two guys, he would have advanced. Not that we needed to see Pete Alonso win another one, but just is that fair? I don't know. That seems kind of silly. Like, it's a mano-a-mano battle in the first round, and so your matchups are based on your regular season totals. Also, shouldn't there just be something more for the longest home run? I mean, I think it's weird that we're just, how many home runs can you hit? Boom, 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 boom. And if they all just dink over the, the outfield fence, is that really better than one grand Titanic blast into the third deck? That is what I really wanted to see. The Josh Hamilton home runs that you, you brought up a decade ago at old Yankee Stadium, now 15 years ago, or the Frank Thomas blast in the upper deck at Three River Stadium, or Ken Griffey Jr. hitting the warehouse in Camden Yards. Those are individual moments in home runs. It's not, how many can I hit in a short amount of time? Bing, 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 bing. Ah! Brain overload. <laughs> I like the big romantic Titanic blast that you get to sit back and really admire. Again, overall, I like I like the event. Who was the big winners last night? Clearly, Vladdy Jr. He's got a great personality. You could just tell, even though he speaks through the interpreter, you can just you can tell the the personality, the charisma, the showmanship that's just magnetic. Like his dad, Vlad Senior was just such an awesome guy to watch, and Junior is much the same way. So he's he's a huge winner. Love watching him hit, and Julio Rodriguez who was the hometown kid who wanted this moment because he was in front of the the Mariners fans and blasted a record 41 home runs of the first round. That was epic. It's too bad he tuckered out, but overall, you know, it was really cool. You could tell that 
Julio Rodriguez had kind of started to fade after that opening round. But I thought those two guys certainly splashed. And the final, that was kind of like, and that's, I guess, why you do the timing because it came down the last seconds, get another throw in, get another pitch in, try to hit another home run as Vladdy beat a Rosarena by two home runs. But I thought those two guys, Vlad and Julio Rodriguez, certainly stood out. Pat Boyle, who do you think was the star of last night's show? The star of last night's show. Well, Vladdy Guerrero won it. I think Arena was the star of the show. Mm. Because you have the cowboy boots that they kept showing, that he kept putting on and, and then taking off in between each round. Um, he's got a an aura about him. You know, the smile it, it, after he won the first two rounds, he did the the point at the play and then do the, uh, you know, the little shrug, the crossing of the arms. So I thought Arena was the star of the show, even though he lost. Uh, he takes down Adelise Garcia in the first round, who is just an absolute tank of a human being. And then he took down Luis Robert in the second round, right? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, he takes down two mammoth men. And Rosarena is not a big guy, but, you know, I thought and the one time, the, the time thing, and even though I want to go back to the old format, the 10 outs, I think the, t- the timed format suited a Rosarena well because it was just boom, 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 quick swing, reload, quick swing, reload. And even though he got gassed, I mean, he, you know, he had a lot in the tank. And just to hit off what you were saying, too. The time format in general, for me, it really only pays off if you do have that final seconds. He needs two more home runs. That that happened in the final. That was it. Out of the four matchups in the first round, the two semifinal matchups in the final seven of the showdowns, only one came down to like the final couple of seconds. So I want to go back to the way it used to be. Uh, but I I think Rosa Arena was the star. Ballpark also was a star last night. Seattle's such a cool. Oh, ballpark. it's beautiful, man. Gorgeous, gotta gorgeous get out. night. For I got to get out there. I know. Gorgeous summer night. Beautiful ballpark. Packed crowd. Crowd was was into it the entire night. And the vigor of these young guys. Can I lay some money on Ellie De La Cruz winning it next year right now? You might. You might be able to. Well, no, I think they have to be announced. Yeah. I did win a, a nice chunk of change, though, yesterday. And that's the one thing that I like about the Brackets DA and I think it's the same, you know, you hate how a 7-9 and nine team can get in the playoffs. I, I like it. I like that you can have matchups, and there's a certain dynamic about them, even though Rutschman would have probably made it through if it was the old format, and I would have liked to see him crank home runs from each side of the plate. Um, but I like the matchups because you could bet on them. And I thought that that, and Pete's telling us to break, so just to finish really quickly here, I think the uh, the Mookie bets, Vlad Guerrero was a no-brainer. Mookie didn't even take a timeout, didn't want to be there. Yeah. Easy money. Yeah. And I had to sweat it out with the I parlayed it with Robert to beat a Rutschman, which was a big time sweat. And then the other thing that I that I noticed yesterday was the kid that got smoked in the face by Vladdy's <laughs> line drive. <laughs> when we come back here on the show, I believe we'll have some listeners lined up for their on air interviews for the Moraz job. It's a guy who hits. His name is Randy Arozarena. Every time he takes a swing, it's a thing of cosa buena. Wonder around the bases that pass the hyena. Arozarena. Hey. Peter Schwartz, can you hear me now? DA on CBS Sports Radio. Oh, yes, 22 minutes past the hour. You can listen to us on hundreds of affiliates nationwide across the 
ever-expanding CBS Sports Radio Network and also on Sirius XM Channel 158. You can also tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. Well, memories! Next week, when Mraz is back from his vacation, we will salute the dictator with one final week of his nonsense before he exits stage left. And we spin the wheel of those who may be worried. Oh, my God, what happens to the DA show? Will I ever listen to the DA show again? I can only hope that you give us another chance. Because, shockingly, there was a DA show before Merez. I know. Feels like he built this whole thing with his bare, meaty hands. But CBS Sports Radio as a network, despite maybe some conventional wisdom, is still going to be on the air after Friday, next Friday. So that's exciting for all of us here employed by the network. But big shoes to fill. Big, big shoes to fill. Big pants to fill. Big pants to fill. Big diaper to fill. Big shoes. Small brain. And so we are currently looking for a replacement. We have not made any decision yet. I can say that honestly, truthfully. Pete the Body has offered to help me wade through these waters. What are you giggling about? Of course he has. Well, Pete has every right to help choose who's going to be sitting next to him in that fish tank on the other side of the glass every day. I know, but Pete also wants... The power of being in the meetings. He wants to be able to hold it over whoever's head um, gets that job. And then he also wants to be able to blame you for hiring them when they anger Pete. <laughs> I told you not to go with him. I told you she was the bad choice. So yesterday's poll question was, do you want somebody similar to Mraz or completely different? And... It was a 60-40 split. The listener said 60% they want somebody completely different than Okay. Mraz. So yesterday, Jeff in Pittsburgh called up. He was the first D-alien to throw his hat in the ring. And he was trying to pitch that he is very similar to Mraz. I heard. Slob. Wanted everybody to know that he is a slob, but he does work hard, so that's much different. Yes. But I would, you know, completely different from Sean in my mind then is... A woman in shape with a full head of hair. <laughs> Who's who, relatively intelligent. Who books guests. Who comes to work like in formal wear as opposed to Sean's mesh shorts and Yogi Berra t-shirts. And has a pretty good grasp on general knowledge. Right. When finished high school and college in the normally allotted times. <laughs> so that's not Jeff in Pittsburgh. As far as I can tell. Well, what is amazing is that Jeff in Pittsburgh opened up the floodgates because once listeners heard Jeff they're like oh I want to throw my hat in the ring oh I want I want a chance at this and so I was inundated by emails yesterday of people that wanted to reach out now I mentioned on the air that if you wanted to tweet at me or Instagram message me at Damon Amendo on Instagram or I'm also on threads now but I don't know if that really has a way to converse because there's no dm on threads right yeah you can't do it privately no so but if you can get a hold of me via email is the best way we can set up 
the times that you can join us. And so I think we have a couple of listeners lined up right now. Before we get there, because I think Pete might be slightly distracted on the other side of the, the glass, I want to go to Rob of the 321, who does have an impersonation for us. Rob? Oh, I thought I was going to get interviewed for the job, but... Uh, no, that dang. has to be set up formally. Oh, okay. Well, we could do that. Um, well, <clears throat> my impression... Um, I can try. Uh, well, I could try to do like Shaggy because I heard Pete. He was like ragging on me and like Scoob, Scooby. He was going to turn heel on me. Zoink! Oh my gosh, there's Scoob. Scooby-Doo, where are you? We're over here, Raggy. What's going on? Oh, gotta go. There's another ghost. Not bad. Not bad. Scooby-Doo better than Shaggy, I thought. Golf clap. Yeah. A for effort. Ugh. I don't know about A. B for effort. It's That was a 6 out of 10, I think. Yeah. B minus for effort. I he, think he had something a lot better, hopefully, planned, and then <laughs> I thought he thought he was getting interviewed, so that kind of threw him off. No. The interviews are all formal. They have to be set up through HR. That's right. You have to email me, and we have to set up the time, and then you get the questions so that fill nobody can be caught off guard here. got to fill out paperwork. It's a whole thing. That's a whole thing. you got to go through the portal. <laughs> Many portal. portals. <laughs> you got to go through a portal for the portal, <laughs> and then the portal. And then you have to make sure you have two-way authentication turned on. That's exactly That's right. right. So we're going to start the interviews here with Max, who's in Virginia, who was interviewing for the job. Max, good morning. Hey. Hey, guys. How's it going? Great. So I'll start by asking you, why do you believe you'd make a good fit here on the DA show? Well, I mean, I basically, you know, listen to y'all every day for the past years. <laughs> you know, I feel like I could, I don't know, I feel normal you know, speaking with all y'all. Okay. You know. So you feel comfortable talking to us because you listen to us, you feel like you know us. Yeah. Okay. Now, what things would you try to do differently than Mraz in the position? I would think before I speak, first of all. Uh, yeah. um, I, I would not have an MCD on air. You would say th say that again? Do what on air? I would not have a, have a oopsie on air. Okay. You would not hesitate to speak on the air? All right. And, um, oh, not an oopsie. Sorry. Yeah, no, not... yeah. So his bowels are I see. under I his see. control. Sorry, I misheard you. Uh, yeah, I think, you know, for speak and, and don't, I mean, I, I should try to, you know, make sense of what I'm talking about. Okay. That would be helpful. And finally, how would you try to make a good teammate for Pete the Body? Because you'll be working closely with him. I, I would uh, talk to Pete so it, his uh, strengths are and try to work off of him. Kind of see where he starts and then you could support him. Yeah. Team player. Team player. And do you think you could relocate to New York for the job? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. All right. Well, Max, thanks so much for throwing your hat in the ring. Next up is Tim in Niagara Falls. Tim, good morning. How's it going? 
good. Were you the one that pitched yourself as the Mraz of Canada? Yep. All right, excellent. So we're going to go down the road of somebody similar to Mraz. Well, let's start out with why do you believe you'd make a good fit on the DA show? Well, uh, I've been listening to you guys since uh, 2014, so I'm pretty familiar with the show. Um, Pretty likable, funny guy. Um, Watch a lot of sports. I think I could fit right in with you guys without a hitch. Likable, funny, watches sports, familiar with the show. That's... That's all good. What things would you try to do differently than Mraz? Well, um, I know I called myself the Canadian Mraz, but um, I am slightly different than Mraz. So, like, for example, I grew up playing hockey, right? Didn't make the NHL, though. Um, I was 260 pounds at one point, and I actually lost 100 pounds. Wow. So there's something different. (laughs) So he set... The goal of losing 100 pounds, but gained weight. You set the goal of losing 100 pounds and actually did it. Yeah, and I have pictures to prove it. Wow, how did you lose a hundy? Um, basically, uh, portion control and getting active, getting off my butt. They did so funny. I mean, that's a huge amount of weight to lose. So what are you down to, 160, something like that? Yeah, um, that was also like five years ago. So I have gained like 10 pounds. Like I'm 170 now. So. Right. So that's an enormous amount of weight to lose, 100 pounds. You're, you're still down 90. And instead of some crazy diet or something that somebody says, oh, it's, you know, I could never do that. It's simply portion control and getting active, right? I mean, it's, yeah. it's amazing how easy weight loss is if you just distill it down to those two things. Also, too, Pokemon Go was really popular at the time. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was helping me get out a lot. Oh, so searching for Pokemon characters was how you stayed active. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And finally, how would you try to make sure you were a good teammate with Pete? Um, I'm a good listener. Um, I'm do, I, I do what I'm told. Um, so like if Pete gave me something to do, I would make sure that I would get it done how he told me to do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm pretty easy to get along with. I'm a good teamwork person. So. Okay. That all sounds pretty good. All right, Tim, any final thoughts as your your pitch comes to a, a close here? Um, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. That's about it. You're very welcome. Well, thank you, Tim. Okay, so that's the Canadian Mirage. Mm. I thought there's some some stuff there we could work with Canadian Mraz. Absolutely. I would suggest, though, if he gets to the second round of interviews, he drops the Pokemon story. That's not going to fly with Pete. Ugh. It doesn't help with Pete. It might help with me, though. Right. So that pick your battle, right? Because we are looking for somebody that has some interesting, quirky background we can draw out of that person on the air. Is True. that interesting? <laughs> really? Is that interesting? Okay, let's ignore the Pokemon Thank Go you. thing. Thank you. That's about it. The Canadian Mirage had some stuff there, wasn't okay. it? Okay. All right. Do we, do we need a Canadian Mirage? That's the other thing. I don't know, but let's just point out that he was committed to losing weight and did so. That's yes. a big thing. So he's got discipline. Discipline. He's also seemingly organized in his thoughts. He boom, 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 yes. boom. We understood everything he said. Correct. <laughs> knows how to spell, read, and write. Good. Well, we know how, he knows how to speak. Right. We don't know about the reading and writing part yet. I thought hey. if this was the home run derby brackets, I think that Canadian Mraz beat Max in Virginia. That's yeah. fair. I think he advances. Yes, yes. for sure. 
70 to 30. <laughs> and I know Keno. But he didn't get the extra 30 seconds of bonus time because of the Pokemon Go reference. It's fair. Just that, just 30 seconds of bonus. Right. Then another thing, the Home Run Derby. How is it bonus? Does everybody gets it? God, that was driving me nuts last night. Is that new? Oh, that's a good point. Because everyone, it's just make it three and a half minutes then. It's not a bonus if everyone gets it. What's the point? Well, let's go back to Max, please. <laughs> Unless the home runs count for more no, than no. the bonus? No, no, so everybody gets a bonus 30 seconds. You can get an additional action. Actual bonus 30 if you had two home runs over 440. Ah. So everyone got the first 30 seconds, therefore making it not a bonus. <laughs> the real bonus is two b- bombs. That gets you the bonus 30 seconds. Got it. So basically, you already got a second timeout. Is it disrespectful at all to Pat Boyle that we are interviewing people for the position and he's got to answer the phones and put those people up for the job that he also wants. I think the disrespect comes on the back end. If like, say the Canadian Mraz gets the job and then boils to fill in for him as well when he's on vacation with his newfound money, the disrespect is not now well, the, it's oh. looming. <laughs> Imagine those shifts. Yeah. When the Canadian Mraz is in Saskatoon for summer break and boils here for the July morning answering phone calls, that's the disrespect. <laughs> Pat, uh, can you cover Canadian Mraz the second week of July? Hey, guess who's asking those questions? Okay, I am. <laughs> If you would like to interview for the position, we ask that you do it formally by going through the Odyssey HR portal. No, you can't do that. Just simply email. I mean, you can. The job is now officially posted, and seeing the projected salary, I am now officially applying for the job. (laughs) And I'm shocked Pete isn't either. (laughs) That's a whole hour of discussion. Until they slice a zero off that number. (laughs) So you can email me. It's my name with a dot in the middle at odyssey.com. Damon.amendolara at odyssey.com. You can email me, and we'll try to set up your interview for this week. All right, David in North Carolina. I'm going to squeeze in before the headlines here. David, good morning. Good morning. Before I, before I try to set up an interview, I have a couple questions I need answered. Okay. Um, they, have to be nice, they have to be nice to people. I could be professional, but they have to be nice to them. No, I don't think that's a, a, a prerequisite. No. Okay, good. Um, I knew you cannot drop F bombs on the air. How about around the office? I'm sorry, say that again. I know you can't drop F bombs on the air, but how about around the office? Is that uh, acceptable? Probably frowned upon. You could probably get away with a few of them. If you go overboard, it might be an issue. Okay. And. How much of a pay cut am I going to have to take? Well, where do you work now? I'm an attorney in North Carolina. Significant. Yeah. Significant. Oh, 100%. Yeah, significant. Yeah, sorry, David. Uh, you're probably not interested in this job if you have a real job. <laughs> Interesting, though, you're asking about F-bombs in the workplace as a lawyer. So it makes him a really good lawyer. <laughs> or maybe he's not a good lawyer and therefore he would be getting a pay bump by being the new morass. I wonder if David in North Carolina is the attorney that has advised Bob Huggins throughout all of this. <laughs> Get your job back. You never signed anything. F them. F that. Yes. Get your effing money. <laughs> uh but I I did. I, I sent a letter of res- No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Never admit it. 
It was from your wife's email account. Don't say anything. Sell, sell, sell. (laughs) (laughs) Coffee's for closers. (laughs) Get away from there. Andrew Bogish has headlines. Uh, and we actually begin with this Bob, Bob Huggins nonsense. It reminds me uh, of one of Sean's alternate reality theories. There's what actually happened, and then there's what Sean thinks happens, Correct. like where vampires come from and stuff like that. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> That's right. And here we are with the former West Virginia basketball coach, apparently under the impression, a Sean phrase, that his resignation in mid-June <laughs> doesn't count. Huggins' <laughs> new lawyer keeps saying Huggins wants to resume coaching <laughs> Once he's out of rehab following last month's DUI arrest in do Pittsburgh. Do over, do yeah. over. Uh, much like us with Sean, the school is not taking <laughs> Huggins' claims seriously. Its latest letter to the Huggins camp asks if Huggins' initial lawyer and or his wife made up said resignation and if Huggins <sighs> didn't tell players, staff, and officials that he was leaving, which he did. The school also urging their Allen from legal to brush up on contract <laughs> law before continuing this. He was on before 5 p.m. It doesn't count. It does not count. You will not hear a better recap than the Huggins nonsense than that right there. That had everything in it. Uh, Meanwhile, there'll be lawyers in Illinois after Northwestern fired football coach Pat Fitzgerald yesterday for being oblivious to or ignoring an apparent rampant culture of hazing within his program. And now other former players also talking about racial issues for the Wildcats saying they felt they had to act white to fit in and gain acceptance. Fitzgerald says his agent and his attorney will decide his next steps. Like father, like son of the home run derby, Vlad Guerrero Jr. winning in Seattle last night, 16 years after dad took the crown in San Francisco. Little Vladdy beat Julio Rodriguez in the semis, then Randy Arozarena in the final, 25 dingers to 21. And now we get the All-Star game tonight. On paper, the NL has the better starting lineup, partly because of some key absences for the AL Ronald Acuna Jr. leads off, followed by Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, and J.D. Martinez. Yankee righty Garrett Cole gets the face of Some of my fondest memories growing up, one of them is watching Pedro in the All-Star game wow. starting. It. And um, and I've been to a few of them and, and you know had the pleasure of watching some future Hall of Famers do it. And um, um, I've always been like, man, I, I really, really hope I could do that one day. Arizona righty Zach. Um, Gallon starts for the NL. Shohei Otani is batting Zach second. Zach Gallon gets the start. America gets their introduction to Zach Gallon of the Diamondbacks, huh? Uh, and the Yankees, meanwhile, get a new hitting coach. It's Sean Casey, hired out of the MLB Network Studios. He replaces the fired Dylan Lawson. Casey inherits an offense hitting 218 in the 31 games without the injured Aaron Boone, and or Aaron Judge, that is, and Boone's also injured. And we've also seen the latest of Victor Webinyama at Summer League. One bad game, one good game, and now he and the Spurs prep for the regular season. DA, back to you. Thank you, Bogues. Now, I think we were going to do stun there, but should we move that to a different hour? Uh, we should, because I'm not prepared <laughs> okay. for that. Wow. Welcome back. Because that's so. My bad. I know Trash Tuesday is 920, so I'm one for two today. So we have Trash Tuesday also on the docket. So let us know who or what it is that you are trashing by tweeting at me, DA on CBS. Steve in Severna Park is trashing Rob. Why is he trashing Rob? Well, Rob of the 321 is trashing his CPR training. I've got to do other stuff than sit for three hours playing with a dummy. 
Also, Trash Papa in the 3-2-1 for using my free drink for himself at 7 Brew. Trash it all. Overflowing landfill. Now, Steve is trashing Rob because I'm getting ready to teach my 14th world problems. That's a dumpster dive. That's a lot of our CPR training. Six and a half hours, but it's important. I had to do CPR training because I was a lifeguard one summer. Yeah, I did it too, and it was one terribly long day. And thank God Robin the 321 was not my instructor. <laughs> Those are one of the worst days. No, Rob's not an instructor. Steven Severna Park's the instructor. Rob's going to take it. Either way, thank God Rob wasn't in my class. CPR training, one of the worst days of my life. Why so? I just it's I, never absurdly, ending. yeah, it never ends. It's monotonous. And I think they've changed it now, right? Don't you one part is out. You just breathe now, you just do the chest compression. They one of like Ooh, I don't know. Yeah, one of the things you just don't do anymore because no one did them correctly. You're not supposed to do chest compressions? One of the parts of it is out because it doesn't like it doesn't help. Yeah. I yeah. used to be on that dummy's chest like this. Yeah. Yeah. You you'd have to worry about crushing that chest cavity, but you <laughs> look at that. <laughs> I'll just die, Pat. Don't worry. <laughs> You might have broken ribs, yeah. but you're going to live, damn just, it. Just let me go. <laughs> let me see the light. Squishy Liquid says, if Scooby-Doo is a superhero, would that make McGruff, the, the crime dog, superior in every aspect? Much more intelligible, not hopped up on drugs, actually fighting crime instead of eating and getting spooked all the time. Hashtag trash him. You know, so frustrating. Excellent point by Squishy Liquid. McGruff the crime dog really is an animal superhero I mean, if we're going to consider Scooby-Doo a superhero. There's also more than one superhero. They can both be superheroes. It's not yeah, one or the other. But Well, I don't know if either one is. They're both doing relatively human jobs. They just happen to be animals. But McGruff the crime dog, when you do consider it, is a much superior dog in terms of crime fighting. Right. Like I'd rather have Batman on my side than like Flash Gordon, but they're both superheroes right or the flash whatever his name is well flash gordon i think has a lot of superhero powers i think the flash is only fast okay but again there's a hierarchy it's not a superhero there <laughs> no. are superheroes so i've got space from mcgruff and scooby-doo and i'd rather have mcgruff if i'm in trouble come and help me sure definitely doesn't mean scooby-doo is not a superhero how about mcgruff and scooby-doo as a team <sighs> Look Still out. doesn't make them superheroes. Well, that makes them super superheroes as far as I'm concerned. No, no, no. You can't take two non-superheroes, put them together, and say now that they're a superhero Says team. Who? Says me, Pete. Uh, well, you're not in charge <laughs> of all this. You're not the superhero expert, uh, you know, Maven. I want them to be together. And they're superheroes, and they're going to be together. You That's it. You <laughs> frown upon superheroes. You frown upon Harry Potter. You frown upon Pokemon well, Go. Harry Potter's for losers, and, 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 and Pokemon, same thing. What's wrestling for? Uh, it's for winners. <laughs> like, yeah. like big winners. Like me. What's 80s TV show references for? For DA and for me. Okay. <laughs> big winners, like me. Big winners, like me. Big winner today, baby. <laughs> Can we take a break? yet yes okay <laughs> let's take a break when we come back a bad omen for the chief season da cbs sports radio <laughs> the defensive player of the week sponsored by the navy federal credit union who proudly served the armed forces dod veterans their families their members are the mission 
Learn more at NavyFederal.org. Orlando Arcia, diving stop in the third inning to rob Randy Arozarena. In Sunday's Braves loss to the Rays, despite the loss, Braves' best record in baseball, 60-29. and 29. Tell your smart speaker to play CBS Sports Radio. Eh? Eh? So, if you've ever watched a Chiefs game and seen a fan at Arrowhead dressed in a gray wolf suit, he's known as Chief Saholic. And he was one of the Chiefs super fans. They've got some of the great super fans across the country. There's a million of them. I probably got to know a few of them a little bit too personally when I worked out there. <laughs> but Chiefsaholic, gray wolf suit, okay? Turns out this guy is a criminal mastermind. He was in the middle of a series of bank robberies unsolved across the Midwest, and nobody could find him. He also purchased and redeemed more than one million chips $1 million in chips from various casinos from Missouri, Kansas, and Illinois during last year. There was a number of robberies that he was connected to. Six unsolved robberies and attempted robberies of banks or credit unions from April of last year, 2022, through December. Iowa, Minnesota, Tennessee, Nebraska. In total... Authorities say that Xavier Babuder, who is 29 years old and chiefsaholic, stole nearly $800,000. So $800,000 stolen plus illegally redeeming more than a million dollars in casino chips, I think. Or maybe he was washing the stolen money through the casino chips, something like that. Anyway, they started to connect the dots and all of these with his cell phone, and they finally got him in Sacramento. He was arrested the other day in California and charged with bank theft and transporting stolen property across state lines. Now, imagine a guy that goes to football games dressed as a wolf, being smart enough and savvy enough to rip off six attempted or successful bank robberies and being on the lam for more than a year, 18 months, he's gotten away with it. Now we needed McGruff, the crime dog and or Scooby-Doo team to get him to knock him down. This and, is a Scooby-Doo villain. And this, you want like, you know how this would play out in the show. He's dressed in a gray wolf suit. They would wait for a full moon and then they'd hear him howl and, and Scooby-Doo would catch him. And at some point they would pull off the mask and they would see Xavier Babuder, and they would, and he would say, and I would have gotten away with it if it wasn't for you pesky kids. And your dog. Dog! My concern here is that the Chiefs have been on this incredible run. They've dominated the AFC. They've gone to three Super Bowls. They've hosted the AFC Championship game for five straight years. They've won two rings. This is a bad omen that the run is over. They were apprehended. They were caught. Is it going to be the Bills? Is it going to be the Jaguars? Is it going to be the Chargers? The Ravens? Is it going to be the Bengals? Somebody has chased down the Chiefs. We've seen it symbolically.